This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Rose, and I have my beautiful co-host, Shay, here. How you doing this morning, Shay? Doing great. Happy Sunday. Happy to be here. Happy Sunday, and this is another episode of Sunday Sermons Mm -hmm. from the discussion and sermon of Pastor Darius of the Change Church. We want to thank y'all for always being there every Sunday and giving us the messages and the fulfillment we need to come on here and unpack and figure out our day-to-day and just carry something into the week on our spiritual journeys. And today, Pastor Darius started a season called Manology. Manology. And he's just giving a breakdown of men and our how we are represented in this world, how mm-hmm. we show up and why we show up certain ways. And mm-hmm. he, he broke down today of an understanding that everything we do on the negative side isn't coming from us being evil. It's, sometimes it comes from misunderstanding and what we've endured for so long and, and we articulated and represented the wrong way once we uh, how pastor articulated today become famished mm, yeah. and used hunger as an unpacking so we'll give y'all those detailed breakdowns with our unpacking and which we're about to give y'all right now and uh, the message came from Genesis chapter 25 verse 27 and it was titled I have needs too I have needs too so first off I want to unpack Pastor articulated hunger as this in his message today. Hunger is a craving for something that's a God-given need. Mm. He also said, God has no needs, but humans do. Come on. To tell someone to ignore their needs makes the assumption that you're not allowing them to be human. Mm. And he was just going along the lines of expectation levels for men and how Mm -hmm. men have to carry themselves and the reason we have this representation and um, standard mm-hmm. because of the world and because of how we compartmentalize the world and the it's been a lot of masculine things that we've had to reframe for years but for sure. it's still men that's trapped behind that understanding and mm-hmm. Pastor articulated today it's not just the men's fault it's also some of the women they bump into that puts this high expectation on men that they don't even know how to articulate it to the men. They just tell them, hey, I want X, Y, Z. How I go get that? You the man, figure it out. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And that's put us in a lot of traumatic situations. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to start today. Needs are treated like preferences, man. As a man, I would do anything and everything for Shay. And I believe vice versa. Shay will do anything and everything for me. But I have been on this journey a long time and I didn't always feel like that I just got to be real mm-hmm. uh, took a long time and the reason I didn't feel it was 50% I didn't understand and 50% the things happening to me didn't represent where I was trying to go mm. so I was I was in a detriment with lack of understanding looking at my reality thinking it's fate ain't no way up out of this I am a broken lame man because I'm a <laughs> cheater I'm all this but Nobody ever stopped and asked, okay, what was the first response? Because mm-hmm. the cheating man and 
The unloyal man is the second response. He does that after something triggered him to do that. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the blind eye gets turned to the first trigger. We just throw stones at the man at the second stage. We're like, yeah, look at you. Worthless butt, butt. <laughs> but ain't nobody going to unpack with me. Yeah, like, but wow. we but we got all the sympathy for the woman. Girl, come here, cause he ain't he ain't got this, he ain't got that. But ain't nobody ask him. Hey, man, what made you mm -hmm. go down this road? What made you pick this path? Oh, don't nobody want to unpack with us because you a man. Figure that out. But that's a what pastor call that? It's it comes like, it comes from like society. Exactly. That's and a society. That's a societal standard. Absolutely. Nobody put that on us, but the world we live in kind of made us. We picked it up along the way, and that's something that, like I said, we shouldn't have compartmentalized and made a core value of ours. 100% because it's like what you first said, right? To not identify the fact that we need, we have needs mm -hmm. dehumanizes us mm -hmm. because God's the one who doesn't have any needs, but we will always have them. Mm -hmm. And so for when men are told to, you know, show up and be strong and that strength looks like one thing, but you might have a need for some compassion right. and a need to want to be vulnerable, uh, but you're not getting that, it dehumanizes you. You know, and it's about, Pastor really shed a lot of light of some of the things, like the toxic masculinity that men really have to face every mm -hmm. single day and have to, you know, if you don't identify with this, like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Because society says one thing, but that's not how I feel, you know? And so it was a really good way to start the message because it really resonated with me to, to just check some of the things that I might not, that I may unconsciously do yeah. or say or perpetuate, you know, and, and to have this allow the space for you to be what being a man means to you and right. for your needs to be met and for you to identify them to me and that's so right and pastor was talking about like everybody nowadays say oh men should be more vulnerable transparent open up a little bit more blah 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 they've been trying to get us to do that for a long time and pastor unpacked why we were so resentful of that like why men are so even though they know it'll it'll lighten up the woman or the person or significant other in their life, mm -hmm. we just have a hard time getting past our ego, our shield. But mm -hmm. the reason we got that shield up is because of what Pastor said today. There is no fragility mm -hmm. for men. And mm -hmm. fragility is the quality of being easily broken or damaged. Mm -hmm. Nobody looks at a man like that. When mm -hmm. it comes to our emotions, our mental health, physical, anything, men don't get to be fragile. Mm -hmm. Because, quote unquote, a man is, quote unquote, not fragile. But everybody wants these fragile-like characteristics from us. Mm -hmm. Now, think about it. We've compartmentalized. Men aren't fragile. So, at that base, you know we have we don't have the understanding that you're looking for. Yeah. Because Pastor said this also. Some people are mad because he is not meeting the needs that he does not have the understanding for. Mm -hmm. So, going back to what, how I first started off. We get orders barked at us because you're a man, do this, do that. But ain't nobody going to lay no blueprint, give us no teaching examples. Ain't nobody going to give us the classroom and let us learn and, and then go apply it. No, you should know because you the man. And then there's no sympathy for us. Because mm -hmm. right when you start to ask for sympathy, you're soft. But then they tell you to soften up. So I'm trying to figure out how, yeah. how y'all, how. And I think the most important part too that Pastor talked about is, you know, when we talk about fragility and we talk about uh, the lack of, being comfortable to do that for men it's because we're not really getting to the root of what may have happened in your past that's yeah. caused certain reactions okay. like what may have caused that initial what pastor caused hunger mm -hmm. you know what's the root of the problem here so we can address the secondary responses to it right and just allowing 
our partners to have the space to start those conversations and to unpack like we do, mm-hmm. you know, to say, okay, this is the thing that happened. How did you feel? What did that represent? What was all of that? And just being, that is what's being a, a supportive partner is, but there's not enough of those examples, you know? Right. We see Pastor and we see Pastor Shamika do it. We see, um, we have examples of it, even in the smallest sense, but do we see that in our day-to-day when we think about the people in our lives? And do we work that in our day-to-day? Absolutely. And, and going back to what I said, I, I didn't have that for a long time up until I met you. But even when I met you, I could have did the same thing I did with all the previous ones. But why didn't I? Mm-hmm. You gave me clarity and understanding. You listened to me. You made me feel heard because mm-hmm. Pastor also spoke of this. When you are famished, you overestimate your condition because you are depleted to the point that you've lost sight and understanding of faith. Oof. Some men and majority, we we so broken down, the things we do that come off as evil or wrong or all this negativity of cheating men and this per- perception and persona we have, yeah, it's all true and honest because Pastor also said this today. Tell them I am accountable for what I have done as there is no excuse for what I have done. Also tell them I did not do what I did because I'm evil. I did it because I'm empty and I have needs too. When we go unaddressed, every woman that say, oh, I had to cry myself to sleep. All right, now, Mm -hmm. can you turn that vice versa one time? Not for no man. Okay, that's why we messed up. Mm -hmm. We keep thinking, yeah, we not emotional creatures, but we are. We just hide ours better than Mm y'all. But at the end of the day, we get so unfulfilled that we act out because we are looking for anything to knock that bad feeling on us. Mm-hmm. Even if the thing that we're going to do is worse than what we what we feeling, yeah. we just want to feel something different. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the cheating man, the dishonest man. Uh, it's, it's stemming from so much emptiness. Yeah, You can have a, a I know good men can be with good women be so empty that they treat a good woman bad. Mm-hmm. And that's basically our understanding of we don't have nothing. Yeah. And we can't even see when something good's in front of us, but we, we've been so empty for so long, we don't have the understanding of what good looks like, but we're chasing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many men are damaged because when you're hungry, it impacts your focus. And what that's what Pastor said today. And I have been there, dog. Asking and praying for this, that, and the third. God sent it to me, and I, I push it out the way. Get out the way. I'm waiting for God to bless me. Come on. We don't even know what a blessing looks like because you so damaged, you're confused. A hundred percent. That's the key piece, right? That when you're hungry, it impacts your ability to function optimally. Mm. And it impacts your ability to see your assignment. Yeah. You know? And so you engage in the wrong behaviors and the wrong people and you're just dabbling in all the wrong areas as opposed to addressing the root because like you said addressing the root is a pain Mm -hmm. and you don't want to deal with that pain even if the activities you're going to do are going to cause more pain down the line or in that moment you just would rather do that than address the root cause man and pastor addressed that today it's it's hard to find fortitude Mm -hmm. and fortitude is having courage in the midst of adversity and pain That's hard for a man. And I had to compartmentalize that again with you. I didn't want to run you off. I ain't going to lie to you. And the other women that I tried to engage and connect with, I either ran away from them or ran them off because of my understanding of how I was trying to fill that void. Mm -hmm. And like I said, when you famish, you overestimate your condition. 
I was thinking I was in bad stuff, which probably wasn't bad. My mentality of it was bad. Yeah. But the person I was connected to probably wasn't doing nothing to mm -hmm. make me think the way I was thinking. I'm just so broken. I can only see with one lens. I ain't got another pair of glasses. I only got this pair. And until somebody knocked these glasses off, I'm only going to see it the way I see it. And I'm always getting played. Mm. I'm always being the one being done wrong. And it goes back into what our whole understanding is. If we had more women that could articulate and give guys that verbal needs, those emotional needs, those recreational needs, those relational needs. When they meet us halfway, which Shana, you did, which I'm going to articulate. We sit down and we talk. We got the podcast. Before we even did the podcast, I remember I would lash out on some natural anger stuff. Depends on, I don't know where it stands on, where it comes from, but I remember how you would handle it gracefully every time. Even if it was, I was coming at you crazy. What's wrong with you? Pick it up. Oh, you can't do nothing right. I'm sorry, babe. You sorry. Like, like you can't even, you can't win even saying sorry, but yeah, that's why I say being broken can make you lose more than what you're willing to, to lose mm -hmm. because you don't understand in the moment. Like last week, I said, it's some, some stuff that you can't say in the moment that you can just say sorry for. Some stuff that does deep damage, yeah. cuts real deep and yeah. makes relationship unmendable. Mm -hmm. And when they become unmendable, we realize, oh, I wish I would have never lost that, but that's the, that's too late. Yeah. And what Pastor understood or made us understand today, it's a double-edged sword, but the expectation levels some women are having for men, you have to also understand where your intelligence is on men's XYZ and their unpacking. Yeah. If you don't know what a vulnerable a vulnerable man looks like, you can't say your man ain't being vulnerable. Yeah. You gotta work with them too. Because you don't even know what vulnerability is. Because mm -hmm. vulnerability to you and how you understand it might not be how he comes off. But that's his that's his way of being vulnerable. Me, you knew I was vulnerable when I got angry. Mm -hmm. So that's why you countered it with graceful understanding. But you know, once I calm down, I'll be able to articulate it. But you know my first response, he gonna blow up. I gotta let him get all that blow up out of him. But if I ever come at him with it, we gonna lose the whole situation. The, the situation gets lost and misunderstood and we get angry about stuff that was not even relevant a hundred percent and i think it's just in you know wanting to cover you and not exploit you mm -hmm. you know recognizing that in those moments of being upset there's something else that i don't know about mm -hmm. you know but having that grace took a long time like i wasn't all i didn't always have that same kind of reaction right. in past situations and i'm thankful that god always intervened and i had that with you because it's allowed us to grow so much closer and do my i'm gonna cut you off no, you but even in that same breath, because I, I know you're going to articulate it very well. So even in those bad relationships, he's looking for something that makes him feel like something. Mm -hmm. You'll take anything to fill a void or replace the bad feeling, even though you know it's temporary and self-sabotaging. What I want to ask you is, because we're just being transparent, those other relationships that didn't work out because the person you were connected to did something to break up y'all's bond, mm -hmm. to mess up y'all's relationship. Do you feel like you drove them to it because of your lack of understanding of where they were coming from and, and your articulation of what they were feeling in the time? So what I'm saying is, all this that we unpacking here, if a woman don't understand me, if, if I'm so crying out to just be heard, be this, be that, and the person I'm connected to can't do it when I act irrational, do you... Do you feel like you played a part in that because you made them feel so misunderstood for so long? I think when somebody acts 
out of hunger, right? Mm -hmm. Like what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I think it's rooted in that person regardless of who's around them. Okay, it's fine. I think that they, there may have been things that I could have done, but even when we talk about our dynamic, mm -hmm. my initial reaction to you getting upset is me wanting to pipe 10 times more. Yeah. That's my initial reaction, 100%. right? The reaction with God intervening and me being mature is to recognize that it's not the right time. Mm. As soon as you calm down, what do we do? We talk about it and I say to you very clearly, we're not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think being able to have that mature response to you, mm -hmm. you would have been upset regardless of me getting hyped or not getting hyped. My response wouldn't change the fact that you were gonna get upset anyways. Right. You know what I mean? So them stepping out for instance, mm -hmm. whether I was available or not available or didn't give what they thought they needed mm -hmm. in that time, wouldn't change the fact that they were gonna step out and betray my trust anyway. Right. So I don't think that it's something that I drove them to. I think there's things that people tell themselves to make them feel just a little bit better about what they know is wrong. But I don't think that there's anything I could have done differently. I think the difference is the things that I could take accountability for in those situations is how I responded when I found out. Yeah. I didn't have the same kind of grace in all cases like I do with you. Very different scenarios, 100%, of course. 100%. But I didn't even act to my own standard, right? And I think that's the part that's bigger, that in not recognizing that somebody's hurt and, and engaging in self-sabotaging behavior, that makes the person on the reciprocating end act out of character. Man, you just hit that nail on the head, and I, I'm glad I led you into that because you said it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Because... I'm just real. That's why I did what I did, bro. When the person I was connected to made me feel like I couldn't get just a little peace, happiness, fulfillment out of our relationship and our connection, I said, I'm about to go out here and do something that I know is temporary and self-sabotaging, but I'm about to feel. Yeah. But that's why this unpacking is so deep because then what do a lot of men do? We grovel back. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm good now. I got it out of my system. But why did you have to do that? Yeah. Because it's bond breaking. Yeah. And that's what people don't get, man. It's a... If people, that's why the divorce rate's so high. That's why people break up. That's why some people make up. All of this unpacking is... How much is too much for somebody? And mm -hmm. also, in the same breath, did I do enough? Mm -hmm. That's what people don't ask themselves. Did I do enough? Because sometimes we condemn people that we never even gave a real chance. Because that's what I feel. Mm -hmm. I never gave a, and me and you just unpacked it, I never gave a girl that I wanted to be in a relationship with a real chance because I didn't know what real love was. Mm -hmm. So I was always faking the phone, which like you just said, no matter what they would have did, they could have been Mother Teresa like <laughs> Pastor said. And I still would have found a way to make Mother Teresa a city girl. <laughs> In my head, you was out yeah. here doing something, man. She yeah, ain't went yeah. nowhere. Mm -hmm. But to make yourself feel good, you're going to be like, man, she just couldn't give me X, Y, Z. Really? Come on. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and man, Pastor just opened up the Pandora's box of why the world is kind of dwindling in a downward spiral. Why marriage is, is less common nowadays. Why good relationships are less common nowadays. Why toxic relationships are so celebrated. Why people are looking at X, Y, Z to, to get a laugh or get a get a rise out of. But it's still demeaning. And I want to go into this one when Pastor said, hold on, y'all. A man seems bad trying to meet the needs of a woman with influence but no integrity. 
or understanding for the man. Social media. We out here chasing Instagram girls. Ooh, I want an XYZ blase blah. Get them. They don't got the characteristics, structure, or values that a man wants. So you got everything you wanted optically, just didn't get the woman characteristics that you want, and you end the relationship, which is solely on and quote unquote who I'm talking about right now, but it can go vice versa, the man. 100%. You said what you wanted, mm -hmm. and you got what you wanted, but you know you wanted more, but you didn't articulate that, never told her that, never set that standard for her, but right when she can't meet it, what I said earlier, some people are mad because he's not meeting the needs that he doesn't have an understanding for. Shawty, why are you dressing up and doing all this blah, blah, blah? That's what got you here, right? Oh, it's a problem now. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. You you get me? Yeah. You can't tell your girl, ooh, what attracted me to you. You got to stop doing that now. Hold up. Yeah. You got it. No, I was going to say, because I think it's about us being ten toes down to what we actually want. And being ten toes down on what you want is is knowing that. And knowing beyond that, babe, my bad. I know we keep interrupting. No, go ahead. But you have to fully know what you want. Yeah. Like that's what I that's what I was trying to get mm -hmm. to. We all fascinated with looks and blase blahs, but at the end of the day, a full relationship, a healthy relationship, comes with ups, downs, understandings, battling emotions, knowing when to hold your tongue. It's so much more than just nice face and bodies and optics. Yeah, and and, and little subtleties like little funs, lust. Okay, that lust is going to run out. Because when things get tough, just a pretty face isn't enough for you to want to say something nice to that person. All right. You know, so I think that's the biggest part, too. Like, having our standards and our principles and really having them based on what God's trying to show us. Like, it's in his word. But a lot of us want to go astray trying to figure out why the devil's in and out of our relationships. Because we're basing our relationships on the things that the devil's trying to lure us towards. And beyond that, some of us... This one's going to hit home, but it's going to stick into something that we knew was bad from the get-go, but we sticking in it because we we done already condemned ourselves to it. Mm -hmm. That's the craziest thing to me. Ah, uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't a good man when I met him. Now y'all two kids in and married. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Two kids in and married, but you you articulated as, man, I just never really looked at him like such and such, but you got him playing roles of such and such. Mm -hmm. But when he can't play the role properly... You ain't going to articulate that you never expected him to be able to do it, but you asking him for it. Oh, my God. And vice versa, men. Know a woman don't come with certain qualities, but right when we get in the relationship, oh, that's how relationships work. I need you to do more of this. I've never done that. Oh, so you ain't going to do it for me? You, We we assume that they're going to make this big transformation of self for us. They didn't never do it for self first. Mm -hmm. A man that was never... Loving himself, and you knew he didn't love himself. Ain't no way you went all out knowing he don't even know how to love himself, but expecting love for you in a in a responsive way. Like you over here got insecurities, and he don't give me this. He ain't gave nobody that. Yeah. And you knew that, but you heard about it, and you stuck in it, and you're trying to figure him out. And some stuff is, if it's like a piece to a puzzle, if it just don't fit, it just don't fit. Yeah, and a lot of it is what Pastor's talking about with the hunger. It's the getting to the root of the thing that you don't... Getting to the root of the void that's inside of each and every single one of us. Say that one again. You know, so getting to the root of the void that's inside of each and every one of us. Really being able to call it out, say what it is, unpack it, and then look to God and giving it over to Him. Because He will fill it. And we can then go out into this world that we said about the beginning of our relationship. We were already on our self-work journey before we even got to where we are today. Right. And that was critical. And that was always going to be 
a journey that we were doing with God before we did it with each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I laughed about it all the time in the beginning where I didn't know where you were at and I looked to God and was like, if he don't test me today, Lord, that's gonna be it. Man. And then you test. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but even, it's like- even you, I'd be like, I want to call over, but I don't want her to get too deep, but I want her to be my everything. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't want her to you get know? too attached, but you want her to be your everything. Boy, some, us men and I, and Pastor said it today. Sometimes we ignorant. <laughs> we we ruin things before sometimes, we can exactly. we can even allow it to get going because we just moody, moody, <laughs> just moody. But that's the thing. Like I think sometimes maybe we're not doing the right work, and mm-hmm. maybe we're not putting, you know, a real lens and evaluating the things that we need to, mm. and are hoping that someone else just brings things to the table when they've got their own things to work through. Right. And I think that's the part to really take from this, like the hunger, calling it what it is, figuring it out, because we don't want to be walking around hungry, making poor choices and looking around sick at what our life is. Right. We want to tell God, these are the areas of my life that I need you to examine. And man, Pastor was just tough on relationships today, man. And I just want to throttle down now with the understanding of, like I always say, relationships are investments. Mm-hmm. Think about it, y'all. If you want an investment to grow, you got to do what the investment needs to be done. Not what you think everything. I got this, that, man. I'm going to put that into it. But what does it need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like having a plant. Me and Shane talk about this all the time. You can look at that plant and say, look at you. You're dying. But if you don't water it, <laughs> don't be like it's dying. You're killing it. <laughs> but then we have an expectation for like, why ain't the leaves more green? Why is it breaking mm-hmm. off? Invest in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It ain't just gonna grow off your kind words and your and your nice heart. Ooh, I just wish you would just be something. No, I'm gonna need you to dig deep, put that water on me today. Come mm-hmm. back in the next day, put some water on me. And then as I start to grow, stay with me. That's it. And then the day I start to shine like you want me to shine, guess what? That's the day we get fulfilled. But you don't quit that day. Mm-hmm. We keep on going. And that's how relationships are, man. We get people up to a point and we was like, man, you should be self-sustaining. It ain't no a one-hit wonder. It's something that's going to take forever investment. But that's why marriage is dwindling. Because everybody has compartmentalized temporary spaces, temporary fulfillments. Mm-hmm. And trying to stretch them into longevity. It don't work like that. You can't. You will not live off that lust. I'm telling y'all. That's anything. You get that new car, I give you a year. You're going to want another new car. Why? Because it's lost its lust. Yeah. But do you did you want the car because it was hype or did you want the car because it was your favorite car and you love it? Oh, a lot of us don't do that. We want it for the temporary space and place in which it's resonating in. Once it don't resonate the same, now I got to go get the new hottest thing. But that has nothing secure in it. And um, what I'm throwing down to for us men, we value things that never give us security. And being men, we overinvest and we give our all in things that were solely temporary. So when they get taken from us, our identities are tied to us. So it take a little piece of us every time. So guys that go into multiple relationships, the reason we broken because every relationship took something from me that I, I didn't replace with something. Mm-hmm. So what the shame gets called a void. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to fill that void with, whatever makes me feel good, even if it's horrible and bad, it, it, it give me something. And that's the detriment that we're trying to surpass. And that's what this sermon was all about. Surpassing that detriment. Feed that hunger before it becomes something that gets out of control and then you can't think because that's what Pastor was saying. When you're hungry, you don't come off the same. You don't think the same. You don't rationalize the same. You don't react the same. You don't do anything when you can't focus and lock in because of a deficit. Mm-hmm. And addressing deficits is what 
has led us into this realm and space and places that we are in today. A hundred percent. I think you hit everything on that perfectly. I think that's really what it is, you know, figuring out what that void is, giving it to God and asking him to fill it with himself because he will meet all of our needs. And we appreciate y'all hanging out and we hope that y'all go and listen to Pastor Darius and his message and we hope it was beneficial to you and just the last thing, man, divine pairing is a real thing, but you have to invest in it. It might not look like divine pairing when y'all first start, but give it four years, five years, you'll be like, ooh, I see why you my person. And I say that every morning, man. I'm, I'm appreciative of God for partnering me and Shayna because I wouldn't have been able to reach this level of understanding without it. And I appreciate you, babe. And I appreciate you. I thank you for our day-to-day -day conversations and your day-to-day -day graces because I'm not always good. I'm okay to admit that now. Mm -hmm. But back in the day, I would have put that in the closet and I'd go out here and drink, do other things to kind of alter my mind. And next thing you know, it becomes a deficit because them skeletons in that closet, you can only fit so much in that little closet, y'all, before they fall out. And then, oh, I'm exposed. <laughs> and guess what we do when we get exposed? We run away. Oh, I ain't, ain't going to invest in this. Now you're damaged. And if I may, I just want to say thank you for sharing and thank you for vulnerability. And I think what I want to remind you is even on the days where you're not good, I love you all the same. I appreciate it. And that's big to say because when we hungry, it impacts our focus. So I might misinterpret you being there for me as sympathy that I didn't need. Mm -hmm. So I, I can I can come in from a long day and be like, you got it, babe. Don't try to butter me up, make me feel better. Like we in a tight. Mm -hmm. I'm mad though. Yeah. That's it. I'm moody. You was doing the right thing. But I articulated to you what is you talking about? I made you feel bad about doing the right thing for a person that you want to invest in. Mm -hmm. And to everybody out there, let the mood die. Let your person be your person. Be vulnerable, cry, feel, experience. Because I promise you when you endure it, the process will give you all the abundance that you feel like you should have gotten in an instance. But some stuff don't take an instance. You gotta let that thing heal, it's like a cut. Day by day, you're going to see your, your cut heal a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then one day, it's no longer a sore. It's a heal. It's a heal um, injury. Mm -hmm. But if you only look at it the day that it was broken or the day that it initially happened, it's only going to look that way. Yeah. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. But you will always have to prove everything to yourself. God bless. God bless.